Good morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off. We're at in the first chapter, tracted Kiddushin, on the bottom of 36b, the Mishnah. On the bottom, we dedicate this class for the four Shlema of Yisrael, David Nachman, Ben Yechevichifra, for Peril Bas Miriam. Talk to Elikim Mishnah. Call mitzvah, it's any mitzvah which is dependent on the land of Israel. For example, sabbatical year, or truma, maizras. Ain't and they had gesel about it, so it's only it's restricted to the land of Israel. about it. Any mitzvah that's not associated with the land, but it's an obligation on the person, on the Jew. Then, then it's it's universal wherever you are in the world. The obligation is on you. It's not when you're living in the land of Israel, then you're obligated to do mitzvahs. Every rule has an exception. We continue in 37a. Chud, the exception. Arla, the kloy. Arla, the first three years. Not allowed to eat from the fruits. So that's also, that applies to fruits outside the land of Israel. It doesn't say in the Torah, but it's Allah, Moshe received this from Sinai, heard from Hashem, that Arla applies outside the land of Israel. And the kloy, that you're not allowed to mix the grape seed with the uh, with the with the, with the other seed with a with a wheat a kernel uh, seed or, or a mixture of seeds, so you're not allowed to plant them together. So rabbinically, you're also not allowed to do it outside the land of Israel. Or or mixing kolayim, mixing mixing any any two seeds together, mixing any two seeds together. Or, or or breeding two animals or planting two seeds together like a wheat seed and a, and a, and a barley seed with a with a with a grape seed or two trees together two two different uh, seeds together or wearing a mixture of uh, of wool and linen but here we're talking about this Mishnah is our mission that's in general there's many different types of mixtures but our Mishnah is talking about in a vineyard. Yeah, because the others have nothing to do with the land of Israel. Mixing animals and mixing wool and linen has nothing to do with the land of Israel. He's making me think there's an exception, even though we we set up or we set out a rule that a mitzvah is associated with the land. So we're talking about the the grape seed in the in the vineyard. And regular mixture, by the way, regular mixture of regular seed, two seeds doesn't apply outside the land of Israel. It's only only a vineyard. Medabelazer says even also the prohibition of of eating the new grain from after before you offer the sacrifice on the second day of Pesach, the Oimer, or until before the second day of Pesach passes. So that prohibition. Even though it's dependent on the land of Israel, but it also applies even outside the land. What do you mean? There's a mitzvah that depends on the land, and a mitzvah that doesn't depend. Elaim, if you're going to want to say, whoever the Torah says, when you will enter into the land, then you're obligated to do this mitzvah. A mitzvah that's not dependent on the land. Like Sibibi, it doesn't say, it doesn't condition 
the mitzvah and when entering the land. If the Torah conditions the fulfillment of the mitzvah when you enter the land, that means associated. It only applies in the land of Israel. But a mitzvah the Torah doesn't start out when you will enter into the land. It doesn't associate the mitzvah. It's not. It doesn't hinge on entering into the land of Israel. Then it's applicable universally. Yeah, not contingent. Yeah. So you can't say that because the mitzvah of that you have to substitute the firstborn donkey and, and substitute it for a sheep and give it to the koyin it says when you will enter the land you'll enter the land Hashem will bring it to the land and nevertheless these two mitzvahs not associated with agriculture, nothing with agriculture. You have to put on tefillin, on your arm and on your head. Your firstborn donkey is sacred. It doesn't have nothing to do with agriculture. So even though the Torah says when you will enter the land, it's not contingent on the land. So Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda explains, this is what the Mishnah means. If the obligation is on you, on the person, on the Jew, personally, wherever you are, you're obligated. It doesn't matter in the land of Israel, outside the land of Israel. But if it's agriculturally associated with agriculture, any mitzvah is associated with a land, which land we're talking about, any negative about it, a holy land, not any land. Where do we know this? The rabbis learn, it says in the Torah, it says in, in, the, in Deuteronomy, these are the laws, the statutes that you will keep in the land. If you read the simple reading of the Pasuk, it would seem to be saying that we're only obligated to do mitzvahs while we're living in the land of Israel. Outside the land of Israel, we're exempt. That's what I would think. So, that's the Pasuk says. All the days, that's why the end of that verse says, all the days are that you're living and alive on the earth. Meaning, meaning that wherever you are alive, as long as you're alive, anywhere in the earth, anywhere in God's earth, you're alive, anywhere in the, in the globe, you're obligated to these mitzvahs. As long as you're living and breathing, doesn't matter where you are, you're obligated. On the other hand, if you're saying as long as you're alive, you're obligated to do all these mitzvahs and statutes, so then wherever you are, wherever you're anywhere outside the land of inside the land of Israel, so the beginning of the puzzle says, no, only in the land of Israel. So which one is it? It's one, on one hand, the title is saying is excluding, only in the land of Israel. On the other hand, the same breath at the end of the sentence, the title says, is including everywhere, as long as you're alive, anywhere in God's earth. So, it says, so, what, which, so which one is it? And they're both correct. How is that possible? Say, Lamad, go and learn with Masha'am Abinyan. Look at what it says in that, in that context. Look at the context. Over there it says, It says that you should destroy this in Parshish today. You should destroy all the idols that the, the Canaanites worship there. So, just like the prohibition against idolatry is on the Jew, on the person. You are not allowed to worship idols. It's nothing to do with agriculture. And therefore the Torah says, all your days that you are alive, 
All of that you're alive in God's earth anywhere. So when the Torah says, when the Torah says, there the Torah is referring to what he says right afterwards. That when do we say that you're obligated in the mitzvah? As long as you're alive in God's earth, anywhere in God's earth, that's a mitzvah that's similar to idolatry, where the obligation is on you and the person. So therefore it doesn't matter where you are, it's not a location. Not the, it doesn't matter the location, it's you. Versus the beginning of the Pasuk, that says in the land of Israel, it must be referring to mitzvahs that are agricultural mitzvahs, that have to do with the land. So that's restricted to the holiness of the land, only in the holy land of Israel, nowhere else. You know, socialism versus capitalism. Okay. Then he says, the exception of our love, argues, and he says also Chodesh. How could he even think Lakula? Socialism can't crush capitalism. If capitalism could crush socialism, oh, wait. That means. Uh, Ah. In other words, you could learn, you could interpret that the Mishnah holds, the Tanakhama holds, and he says, besides Arla and Kaloyim, that's Allah Halamashim, that's Allah, Arla is Allah Halamashim, Messina. He might have heard from Sinai that Arla applies outside the land of Israel, the prohibition of the fruits of the first three years. Kaloyim is only rabbinic. But Chadash, how much more so Chadash? Because Chadash it says, wherever you live. By Chadash it says, the prohibition of Chadash, that the grain, any grain, the five grains, wheat, barley, oat, rye, spelt, any of the five grains you're not allowed to eat from the new harvest before the oymet is brought on the second day of Pesach. Or the beginning of the second day of Pesach, where Rabbi Yechon Menzaki enacted the end of the second day of Pesach. So he says, even though the Torah says, so the Torah says, B'chomash V'seichem. That's clearly, I don't need Allah Halamash V'seichem to teach me that. It's clearly in the Torah. Wherever you, wherever you live, this applies not only in the land of Israel. The Torah says, wherever you happen to settle, all your settlements, anywhere in the world. So the, so the, so the, the, the Tana doesn't have to spell it out. Surely it applies universally, wherever you are. And, and, and Rabbi Leza says, no, also Chadash. You could be lenient as agricultural, and therefore it only applies in the land of Israel. Or no, maybe the Tanakhama is saying that Arla and Kloim is specific. Only Arla and Kloim, not Chadash. Chadash does not apply outside the land of Israel. Unless it's coming to say, no, also Chadash also applies outside the land of Israel. You look at many breads today, many baked things, it says, we're careful in Yashan. You're not, you know, because... Even outside the land of Israel, you're careful about this. About this. And, and so that's the argument. Rabbelezer, in other words, either Rabbelezer holds that Chadash only applies to the land of Israel, and the rabbis hold that Chadash applies universally, or the reverse. The rabbis hold Chadash applies only in the land of Israel. And Rabbelezer is the one who says it applies universally. How would those who hold that you it applies you it applies only in the land of Israel? How would you interpret the pasuk that says Bechomash Vesechem? It says clearly in the pasuk and all all of your settlements. How in the world could you think it's restricted, limited, exclusively to the land of Israel? Because they would interpret, of course, it's agricultural, like any other agricultural mitzvah only applies to the land of Israel. And Peter says, and all your settlements, 
He means in the land of Israel. He's just, he's just coming to teach us that it doesn't begin. The mitzvah of Chad doesn't begin until you settled. Until the seven years that they conquered Israel and then the seven years that they, they settled the land of Israel. They divided the land of Israel. That's all the Pasuk is coming to me. But it's only the land of Israel. And the one who says that it's even outside the land of Israel says no. means literally wherever, any, any of these settlements. That's the only question. Who holds who? Who holds what? And why? No, why? We just, we just explained why. The question is who holds what? The, the rabbis are the ones who hold that Chadash applies universally and Rabbi says no. Chadash is also restricted to the land of Israel or the vice versa. The rabbis who say that Chadash applies only in the land of Israel. And Rabbi says no. He's being strict and he says that it applies universally. That, that's the question on the table. What are you going to say? Tanakama says uh, the exception is Kaloyim because Hilchasa, immediately. Moshe received it at Sinai. It doesn't say anywhere in the Torah. Moshe received it at Sinai. I've got the Kalmei Mechavis Karkihi. Even though it's Chavis Karka, right? It's agriculture. But Moshe heard from Sinai that it applies universally. I've got Chadosh, but it's because a lot of light. But Chadosh only applies in the land of Israel, like any other agricultural mitzvah. Outside the land in Israel does not apply. My time of Moshe, even though the Torah says, what's the reason? Even though Moshe, the Torah says Moshe, and all your settlements, no, all your settlements doesn't mean wherever Jews settle, wherever Jews live. It means in the land of Israel, but only after you settle. Other mitzvot can start immediately as soon as you enter the land. So the Torah says it means after you settle the land, after the seven years conquer and the seven years divided. What's up, Blazer? Maybe Af Chodesh Noyig, and Blazer comes to argue, and he's Blazer comes to argue. He says Af Chodesh Noyig, Bein Barzuk Chutzlaret. He says no. He's being strict. Chodesh, even though it's agricultural, applies anywhere in the world. My time, or why? Because Moshe means Mokim, The literal meaning means in all your settlements, wherever you live, wherever Jews live. Perhaps the Tanan doesn't have to spell it out when he says that because it doesn't say anywhere. So that Moshe heard from Sinai. But how much more so? He doesn't, goes without saying. He doesn't have to say with the exception of Chadash. It says clearly in the title, wherever you're living. No, Chadash in He's coming to be lenient. The Chadash only applies, like any other agricultural mitzvah, it only applies in the Holy Land of Israel. The Moshev doesn't come to mean wherever Jews settle, wherever Jews live. It comes to mean Lachi Rushiva in Israel itself, only after 14 years after they conquered and settled the land. My Af, then what does he mean, Af? In addition, he's going Akamaisi, he's going not on the last two, the exception. That the Tanakhama says, Arla and Kloim. He's going on the, on the beginning of the Mishnah, the opening statement. That any agricultural mitzvah only applies in the land of Israel. So he says, that includes Chadosh. It only applies in the land of Israel. So that's the question. So Tashma, it's not words, we just, who says who? Who says what? That's all. Tashma, I'll bring you a proof. Who are you, Rabbi Lezer? Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel is the one who are. Who is the Tanakhama? Who is the, are they anonymous? Anonymous Mishnah that's arguing with Rabbi Lezer. He says, I'll tell you who, I'll, I'll put a name to it. It's Rabbi Shmuel. What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, Tani, we learn the Brahis, uh, Rabbi Shmuel. Shmuel says, wherever it says Moshe comes to teach me, it's after they settled the land. It's in the land of Israel, not wherever Jews live. 
any settlement of Jews anywhere in the world. In New York and New Jersey. No, it means we're in the land of Israel, but after they settle the land. Amalei, Rabbi Kiva, give us head. Hadei Shabbos, Shabbos, and Emma by Moshe Rabbeinu. When they came, what was Lardet? It says Moshe. You're going to tell me Moshe, the land of the land of Shabbos only applies. The mitzvah of Shabbos only applies to the land of Israel after the Jews settled the land. Amalei Shabbos, Kavuchaim, Asia. Kabbalah Shabbos, we learn from a Kabbalah It's one of the ways we can derive things that are biblical. Ma mitzvahs kal, this negative question was loaded. If light mitzvahs apply anywhere in the world, in the land of Israel, outside the land of Israel, Shabbos chamidale koshgein. So Shabbos, which is stricter, even though it says you're not allowed to light a fire, b'chomesh v'seichem. And the, the prohibition of light of Shabbos applies universally. She says, "Yeah, but Shabbos we learn from a kalvachayim." Saying really, Shabbos is essentially different than the other mitzvahs that we say. Moshe means I only have to settle. We're talking about mitzvahs that are associated with agriculture, associated like like the libations. It's anything associated with something that comes from the earth. Shabbos is on the person, so essentially it applies universally. But Taita says, either Taita says Moshe, Bechomish Ritzeh, when Svaru Esh Bechomish Ritzeh, when I was the light of fire and all of these settlements. And so he said, here it does not mean after, in the land of Israel, here it means literally all over the world. And the reason is because of Kavachaymer. If all of them, most of the 613 mitzvahs, many of the 613 mitzvahs, Lighter mitzvahs apply all over the world. Shabbos was the equivalent of idolatry. Someone desecrates Shabbos, he's like an idolater. So surely it applies everywhere. More transparent. Okay, so what do we see from this? This is the Braise. So Midom, Rabbi, Manton, so since Rabbi Abayah says that, who is the one who's arguing? Who is this anonymous mission? Our anonymous mission is Rabbi Yishmoel. And what does Rabbi Yishmoel hold? That Moshe means only in the land of Israel. The Tanakhama holds that Chodosh is only in the land of Israel. But it says Moshe is only in the land of Israel. The only exceptions, the only agricultural exceptions are the two that he spells out. Arlo and Kloim. One Allah one a rabbinic. But Abelaz is coming to be strict. He says, No, he says it means literally wherever you settle. Okay. Shmamina, it's a proof. Okay. Doctor Gimbada Mahdi, let's see Rabbi Shmol Echoi. What's Rabbi Shmol's proof? He says, Mahomish comes to teach me. That after in the land of Israel, not in all your settlements, not anywhere in the world, in the land of Israel, which one is he referring to? If you're going to say, Parshish Nesachim, it says, Moshe, it says, you come, when you come to the land, the land that you settle. You have to add it, after they entered the land of Israel, they added in the Sachem, the libations. In the desert, they offered sacrifices, but there was no libations. Hashem added the mitzvah of adding libations to each sacrifice 
he added it, added it only after the land, land of Israel. So by Nesachim, by Nesachim it says also when they enter the land and also settlements. It says when you enter the land. So how could you learn everywhere that it says Moshev? How about the other places where it just says Moshev? Here it says Kisava, as you can say. It says clearly when you enter the land. So obviously the mitzvah of Nesachim only begins when you enter the land. It's associated with the land. So that's clear. It's only associated with the land. Even though it says Meshvesechem, means after you settle the land. But how could you learn from there wherever it says Meshvesechem alone? What if it just says Meshvesechem, settlement? Like don't. So then that should apply universally. How could you learn from there? It's not apples to apples. Where it says Kisaba, you have no choice. Since the Torah is telling you clearly when you enter the land, telling you the mitzvah only applies in the land. So when it says Meshvesechem, you have to say it means after, when you enter the land, but after 14 years after you conquered and settled the land. But let's say where the Torah just says your settlements, just a settlement, without when you enter the land. What did they learn? It means wherever Jews are settled, anywhere in the world, anywhere, everywhere. Yeah, all the world, exactly. There's Hachikam. This is what Rabbi Shemal says. Lelame, they come to teach. Shekom Bakr Shenem Biyam Meishav Eine Ela Lachidush V'shivet Rabbi Shemal That wherever it says Biyam and Meishav You're right. He's coming to teach apples to apples. Wherever it says similarly to Nesachim Wherever it says when you come to the land which states clearly it's in the land of Israel and then he says when you settle in your settlements so it's not a contradiction he's just coming to to tell you when does this obligation begin? Only after 14 years, after the land is settled. That's the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel. Like the mother says, if that's the case, if that's the meaning of Rabbi Shmuel, so my omelet of Akiva is Shabbos. What's Rabbi Akiva asking him? But it says Shabbos, you're not allowed to light a fire. Over there, it doesn't say when you enter the land. Shabbos of Amalei, and he said, Shabbos Kabbalah, and he answered, You're right, but Shabbos is different because of Kabbalah. Namely, you should tell him, I'm not be a major Kamina. We're not talking apples to apples. I was saying, wherever it says we enter the land and you settle, it says Shabbos doesn't say anything. Shabbos is not associated with entering the land. What does it have to do with entering the land? All it says is, Don't light a fire in all your settlements, literally, wherever you live in the world, in New York, San Francisco, anywhere. Ukraine, anywhere. I keep asking, What's every small answering that we learned from a Kabbalah? I don't need a Kabbalah. So Gemara says, "Chodavayit kamalei." Yes, he say, gave both answers. Firstly, because it's not it's not the same. Chodadan no be a meishav kamalei. I was talking about where the pasuk says when you enter the land and you settle. On top of that, the kamalei the shabbos never meshavis. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that really it's not because it says meishav because shabbos kavuchemeri. So you can't. In other words, you can't learn Shabbos. You can't. Shabbos can't teach you in other places. According to your mistake that I, you thought that I meant anywhere, it says Moshe. Even if that was right, even if that was what I meant, is that what I meant? It's still, in all, you couldn't learn from Shabbos. Shabbos is different. What are they arguing, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva? Why doesn't Rabbi Kiva agree with Rabbi Shmuel? That when it says Moshev by the libation, he means after you settle. So he says, The argument of whether the Jews were obligated to bring libations and the sacrifices in the desert, the 39 years they had the tabernacle in the desert. 
Rabbi Shmuel saw They didn't offer any libations. The whole obligation of libations only began when they entered the land of Israel. That was a chiddush. Rabbi Kiva saw, and that's why after the spies, Hashem tells him after the spies, he tells them libations only begins not in the desert. Rabbi Kiva saw, Rabbi Kiva holds Kiva argues. He says no. Once they were given the mitzvah of libations for the next thirty-nine years in the desert, every time they brought a sacrifice, they offered libations. But if you can't say it says your settlement in the land of Israel after you conquer the land. What do you mean? They're already obligated in the desert. How much more so from day one that they entered the land? So Meshwisechem means literally wherever you live. They already brought libations in the desert. They're not going to stop when they enter the land of Israel and wait 14 years. No, 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 no. no. They had a temple. I mean, they had a tabernacle. In, in, they had a tabernacle. In Gibbon for 14 years. I mean, in... in, 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 in I mean, they had the tabernacle in Gilgal the first fourteen yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, they they uh, of course they offer they 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 continued offering libations. They wouldn't stop according to Rebbe no. Okay. says, This Tana from from the Academy of Rabbi Shmuel. Mapik he disagrees with another version, another opinion in the name of Rabbi Shmuel, from, 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 from the academy of Rabbi Shmuel, from another Tan, who argues with him. Tan, with the way Rabbi Shmuel, he will never be us. But tell you to stop. It says in many mitzvahs, it says, when you enter the land, it doesn't tell you when, the moment you enter the land, or after they settle the land, it doesn't say, just when you enter the land. But one of the mitzvahs, the Torah spells it out, and he says, when you settle the land, right? Like it says about a king, it says, when you enter the land, and you will settle the land, you will conquer the land and settle the land, and then you want a king, then you then you appoint a king. So you only the mitzvah of appointing a king only begins after you conquered and settled. So Afkol, so this comes to teach us all the mitzvahs. When it says, when you enter the land, what he means is, Lacha Yerusha It's not the moment you enter the land. He means after you conquered and settled. So he, this Tanah argues with the, with the previous Tanah of, uh, in the, from the Academy of Israel. Two rabbis of the Academy of Rabbi Shemuel only argue with each other. But the previous says, uh, no, it only begins after... He says only where it says only where it says when you enter the land and settle the land. Then it means it's coming to qualify. Yes, it only applies to the land of Israel, but only after you settle. But if it just says when you enter the land, according to the first Tana, then it means at the moment you enter the land. This Tana says no. That comes to teach that anywhere it says you enter the land means only, the means only after it only begins after you conquer and settle. Be'idach. And the one who holds that only when it says both, Kitave and Moshe. Why don't you learn from a king or everywhere? That it's, wherever it says, be a, you enter the land means after you sell. Because you have two psukim that teach us the same thing. Both of them it says when you enter the land. And the Torah says, "V'yirishta, v'yirishta." Only after, after v'yishaftavo, after you settle. So, so, in other words, if the Torah, if you're going to argue that the Torah is to teach me once and to teach me in all the rest, 
It says once Kisavoy, and it says clearly spelled out after you conquer and settle. So that comes to teach me, it should come to teach me that anywhere where the Torah says when you enter the land, it means after you conquer and settle. He can't say that. Because you have two mitzvahs where the Torah spells it out. One is the mitzvah of appointing a king. And the other one is the, because the first fruits. So if, if, if the Torah is coming to teach me that anywhere in the Torah where it says when you enter the land, he means why does he have to spell it out twice? And the contrary, the Torah is coming to teach me only in these two cases. That this is the exclusion. So anywhere it says when you enter the land, it means immediately. Unless it says... Unless it says, your settlement. Settlement means when you settle. After 14 years. But if the Torah just says when you enter the land, it means immediately. But the exception is, there's two exceptions to that. The mitzvah of appointing a king and the mitzvah of Bikurim, the first fruits. That's the first time. Uh, uh, the first time of the Academy of Rabbi Shmuel. The, you know, the other time of the Academy of Rabbi Shmuel argues and he holds. No. Really, I could learn from the mitzvah of a king. And why does the Torah uh, say the same thing twice? Because I need, I could, I wouldn't learn one from the other. Because if the Torah would only say that by a king, that it only begins after you conquer and settle, because of Bikudim, and he wouldn't tell me Bikudim, I wouldn't automatically know Bikudim. When it says enter the land, it means, uh, it means after you conquer and settle. Now I wouldn't know that. Why? Because I mean, I would think Bikudim become a Sandy Lelta. Bikudim that I enjoy the first fruit. By definition, first means the first. Immediately, the moment you enter the land and you have a fruit, you should immediately, and before you enjoy it, you have to bring Bikudim to Hashem. Wait, wait. On the other hand, the cause of Bikudim would say Bikudim, if he would say Bikudim and he wouldn't write Melech, I mean, I would think. I would think that only Bikudim is, is after you conquer and settle. Because. You want to wait till every Jew settles. How could you thank Hashem? How could you feel grateful and thankful? And thank Hashem for this, for this, for this fruit, for the miracle of the fruit. When you know that another Jew is not settled yet, is unsettled, you become unsettled. See, only when could you feel grateful and thankful when not only you're happy and you're blessed, when every Jew is settled and blessed. Fine. But Melech, but a king, the king is the one who makes battle. He's the one, who, so you need a king from day one to, to lead the battle, to conquer the land of Israel, to settle the land of Israel. Leltas, I would think the mitzvahs immediately. This, that's where the Torah I wouldn't know one from the other. That's what the Torah has to spell out in both of these cases. Not to teach me these two are the exception. No. The truth is, we learn out from here any mitzvah with Seskisave means after you conquer and settle. But he had to spell out both by Bikurim and both by a king because I wouldn't know one from the other. And the first Tana in the Academy of Rabbi Shmuel, he says, no. He says they are two, these are the only two exceptions. That's why the title repeats it. But I, what are you going to do with the argument I wouldn't know one from the other? He says, no. He could have, the title could have written just Melech. He doesn't have to say it out Bikurim. I know. I mean, I would know. If a king, who that's the, what a king does. A king leads the, his nation in battle. And I would think logically that the mitzvah of appointing a king should be the first moment they enter the land of Israel. The first thing, first order of business is appoint a king. And nevertheless, the Torah says you only appoint a king after you you, set, you conquer and settle. So be the culture game. Be how much more so? Even though you argue that you enjoy it right away, but how much more so? Wait till only after you settle. 
So therefore, the Torah doesn't have to spell it out. So since the Torah spells it out, it's coming to teach me that these two are the exclusion. You can't learn from here to anywhere else in the Torah when it says he entered the land. Anywhere else it says he entered the land, it means immediately. These two are the exceptions only after you conquer and settle. And the other Tana, who says no, I would not know one from the other. I would not know Bikurim from a king. So see, Kosovachi, the Torah would only tell me in the case of a king. I would think, I would say Bikurim is similar to Chala. Just like Chala. It says, when you enter the land. And everyone agrees that when you're obligated to Chala, as soon as you enter the land, it changes the expression. Everywhere else it says, when you, when you will enter the land. No, I mean, when... when Right. With, right. Usually it says. Usually it says. Right. Usually it says. When you enter. When Hashem will bring you. Or Kisavoya. When you will come. But here it says. When you When you when you enter when you come when you enter. Yeah, so it's coming to teach me a different expression. Because the Malashan comes to teach me that a moment, the moment yeah. you enter the land, and you bake challah, you have to, you have to separate challah. So you would think that I should learn bikurim from challah. There's a fruit. There's also from the ground. Kamash malon. That's why the Torah has to teach me that bikurim is only after you. So if you had a duality, then you could figure the bikurim all the more so, right? But not so. Or. It's necessary to write. So you can't say it's only these are the exceptions and only these and not anywhere else. Right. But this Tehras spells out, but everything else we do learn from here. Wherever it says you enter the land means after you conquer and settle. Now the mother asked, now that you explain the mission, that any obligation on the person, on the individual, is universally. Doesn't have, it's not limited to the land of Israel. So Moshe of the Kotzer Chamonigah Bishabes Lamali. Why does it say to say don't light a fire in your settlement? Shabbos you have to keep everywhere in New York, everywhere. Not only why does it say to say what's the same in Chosdeh? Yeah, Shabbos right, exactly. Moshe says it's the Tosik has to tell me that. Because I would think how you'll be one of the maidens. Since the Torah tells me the commandment of keeping Shabbos together with the commandment of keeping all the other holidays. So therefore, So just like the holidays have to be sanctified by the best in the court, so too Shabbos also has to be sanctified by the court. Shabbos happens automatically. You don't have to sanctify. You don't need the court to... Right. If the other holidays are dependent yeah. on the sanctification of the court in the land of Israel. Yeah, the they have to be in the land of Israel. Yeah. So that, but but the, the sanctification of Shabbos happens automatically from Hashem. Yeah. You don't need, so therefore we don't need our right. us to sanctify it. So therefore right. it has nothing to do in the land of Israel. Outside the mother asked Moshe of the by of Adam. It says that this is a law. Forever, for all eternity, for all the generations, wherever you settle, wherever you live, you're not allowed to eat the fat, certain fats of the animal, and the blood, any blood, an animal of a bird, of a chaya, lamali. Why is that? Why is it? If it applies, right? If it applies anywhere, 
it's an obligation on the person. So why 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 So why does the Tate have to tell me? Why does the Tate have to tell me it's everywhere? It's obvious. It's obvious. Why does the Tate have to tell me to know it applies anywhere, wherever you live? It's a rule, we already know. Anything. Anything that's not agricultural applies across all over. It's the pasuk has to tell me. When I would think, oh, you live in yonder, the carbonisiv. It says the prohibition of eating fat and blood says says in the in the parsha of sacrifices. <clears throat> in parshas in parshas tzav. So I would think, zmandika carbon when the times of the base amigdor nitzachelav adam. Only then, only then is there prohibition of eating fat and blood. Because you offer the fat and you sprinkle the blood on the, on the altar and you offer the fat on the altar. But bizman, like a carbon, there's no sacrifices. After the temple is destroyed, loy. Then there's no prohibition. Kamash malon, as he has to teach me, no. Wherever you are, has nothing to do. It's not time bound. It doesn't matter. There's a temple, there's no temple. And therefore, time and space are connected. Wherever you are, anywhere in the world. All your settlements are eating matzah, lovely. Obviously, it's a, it's a, it has nothing to do with the land of Israel. I need, I need the Pasuk to tell me, to spell it out. Why? I mean, I would think, it would have entered my mind. You should eat the matzah and the mother together with the Paschal lamb. When there's a Paschal lamb in, then I'm obligated to eat matzahs. It's not like a Pesach, there's no Paschal lamb. I can't fulfill the mitzvah of eating the Paschal lamb together with the matzah and the mother with the Paschal lamb. Then there's no mitzvah of a matzah. Just like mother, there's no mitzvah of mother biblically if there's no Paschal lamb. That's a spell out. That it's, a, it's all times, nothing to do with the temple. Even if there's no Paschal lamb, you're still biblically obligated to eat matzah. Mother says, "Bia the kasha chamon gabit tefillin the petach hamayr." What about when the Torah says, "And kadosh liko b'choyit kiviach Hashem"? When Hashem will bring you into the land, and you should be a you should put on tefillin and the mitzvah petach hamayr. You have to substitute the firstborn donkey and, and give to a sheep and give a sheep to the koyin. Why does it have to tell you say lamali b'chomish v'seichem? What does it have to say? No, be a lot on the country. Well, the Torah says, "When you enter the land, what do you mean you enter the land?" Kiviach. It applies everywhere, not only not only in the land of Israel. What it says, I need is telling us in the merit of this mitzvah, the merit of putting on tefillin, and in the merit of the petach you will enter into the land of Israel. It's all good, according to the opinion that it holds. Wherever it says in the title, Moshev means wherever Jews are settled, anywhere in the world. That's Rabbi Kiva's opinion. Right. And according to his opinion, when it says Chodosh, by, by the Yisra Chodosh, when it says Moshev, he means anywhere. It's prohibited anywhere. So, Belez's his opinion. That's what it says. When the Jewish people entered the land of Israel with Yeshua, it says they ate from the new, new grain. Only after the day of Pesach, it was, it was prohibited. They were not allowed to eat. 
Alma we see the reason is because Akrubi Oimer Vadarachel. They had to wait until. 14 they, years. You know, no, not 14 years. Course. This was right well, immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Well, that's true. Immediately the they entered the land of Israel. That's, they had to, how you look at that's what we're asking. Uh, that's what the Pasuk is saying. They, had, they only could eat the new grain only after they brought the Omer on the second day of Pesach. They entered, they crossed the Jordan the 10th of Nisan. Right. Four days later, they offered the Paschal lamb on the 15th day. and the 16th day, they offered the Omer in the Mishkan. They set up right away in Gilgal. And then they ate from the new grain. So we see that the prohibition is universally applies. Not only when you settle the land. When it says it means anywhere in the land. The Yitzhak Chadash applies anywhere. According to the opinion of Rabbi Shemol, the Torah says when you enter the land, it says when you settle the land means it only begins after you conquer and settle, after 14 years. So they can eat, so, so they, they're allowed to eat immediately. They should be allowed to eat immediately. What's the problem? It was, they just entered the land a few days ago. Why did they have to wait to eat the new grain till after the Yom? Why did they have to wait? Because they still had some mana left over. The Yomara answers, they didn't have to wait. Shmuel said they didn't have to wait. But the Loya Abetzichah, they didn't need it. They still had the mana. Still had the mana. It still lasted for another... Moshe passed away on the 7th of Adar. So they had enough, enough... And as long as they still had the man, they didn't want to eat from the local land. They wanted to eat from this miraculous food. Right. Even though they complained about the man all the then, time. But, then, one, but, but once, now it's great stuff. Now it's great now stuff. Now they're sorry they're losing it. Now right? they're losing it. You don't have it now anymore. They're so sorry. Right. They're right. sorry we ever uh, complained. Right. So <laughs> once the man came to an end, they stopped with the man. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, when. Yeah. That's when. Yeah, for sure. Okay. To be continued. Everyone.